You know, I have a personal interest to see the businesses in our outdoor community thrive and prosper. That is why I want to introduce you to the Charles Jordan Group, boutique, Atlanta-based, award-winning consulting firm that is raising sales for many outdoor businesses by delivering strategic marketing platforms. What they've done for hunting resorts, gun manufacturers, retailers, and other outdoor businesses is simply remarkable. Visit them at www.charlesjordangroup.com. Also, I want you guys to go check out the minorityoutdooralliance.org, but also on October 16th. Come join us at the Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival. Of course, through Minority Outdoor Alliance, we are creating and sustaining diversity in the outdoors. And that's just as much as an ecological issue as it is a socioeconomic dilemma, right? Like, it's a national thing that I want to gather collective cooperation, you know, in, in joining and in, in bringing everyone to the outdoors and, and breaking down those barriers of, of access and really getting in, you know, more minorities into to conservation policy. So hear more about it at the Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival. It's going to be at Orvis Purcell Farms in Sylacauga, Alabama. You can get tickets at the door or you can order them online um, in advance. Again, at MinorityOutdoorAlliance.org. This episode is also brought to you by Edie Smith Wealth Management. Securing your family's future is easy at ESWM. We provide you with peace of mind and providing exceptional services Reasonable prices in estate planning, tax return preparation, tax planning, asset protection, and tax controversy. So check them out and go book an appointment at edsmithwm.com. Gundog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today and use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. So there's a couple of things going on right now that all converge to this wonderful, wonderful firearm that I am sitting here uh, cleaning. That firearm is an AYA number 453. So I'm sitting right here in the Gundog Notebook Studios. I'm, you know, in a place full of art and imagination. And that is actually what AYA definitely stands for. Um, A true work of art, honestly, simply does not appear out of thin air. And a true work of art um begins as an idea in the mind of an artist who then gives it physical shape and form using his innate skill and imagination 
If the end product is to be genuine, the process of creation needs to remain uninterrupted from start to finish. And that's how we like to do here in the Gundog Notebook Studios, where I got my artwork, my paintings, I got dogs outside. Everything that I'm doing is a work of art, and my firearm should not fall short of that. So, guys, go check out AYA-FineGuns.com to check out some really, really, really fascinating and, and, and compelling and stunning works of art in the form of a fine heirloom gun. All right, I want to say thanks to my next, next, next sponsor, um, Biomatrix Supplements. Biomatrix specializes in all natural products created to maximize the health and performance of your animals. Started by veterinarians, Biomatrix products are made with only scientifically proven ingredients. You can check them out at biomatrix-supplements.com. Use my promo code GUNDOG10. Get yourself 10% off at checkout guys also and i want to thank y'all for the, the 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 wild support for the uh gundog notebook imperial red hats um my buddy peyton gumby and joe plody rocked it out for me repped it rep rep for the team so thank y'all for that um but yeah man you can get some at a gundognotebook.com and check out the uh the store um but look what's coming up you know, I want to thank everybody also who gave me, you know, a bunch of support and shout outs and, you know, shared the love with <laughs> my up, my, uh, well, not upcoming, my current uh, Orvis 2021 catalogs, man. Um, yeah, it was like three covers. <laughs> so thank y'all for that, man. I was honestly just as surprised as everyone else. Um, I didn't know there were three covers. Um but it was a fun shoot, man, and I appreciate Orvis for um, the opportunity. That's they like family, man. Oh, that's those are the homies. And again, go and and come check us out um, at Purcell Farms on October 16th for, with Minority Outdoor Alliance. But Orvis has really been, you know, home base and, and true to the home team, you know, with the Gun Dog Notebook. So thank y'all again, and I'm glad that you guys appreciated. The um the covers, man, and, and the article that was in it and everything. So thank you. Um, I'm also planning to get with Ben Jones of Rough Grass Society. That is still on my radar. Um y'all gotta forgive me, man. I just I've been gone for a minute, man, just cause my whole last laptop crashed. And I know excuses are words of incompetence built you know, the whole monuments of nothingness thing. But anyway, no, seriously, um, I'm just really getting back recalibrated. I'm excited to be back on here. So I got a promise to uh, get with Ben Jones of Rough Grouse Society um, and talk to him on the podcast. Um, I've got some other folks. Anne is in a good spot. I'm going to interview the good folks that picked her up. Um, and I also want to thank Whit Fosberg again for the trip to the Adirondacks um, so we could do some work with Minority Outdoor Alliance um, and, and, part, and, and developing partnerships, man. We got some stuff coming down the pipeline. And also with Onyx Hunt, um, yo, this film, I'm gonna just let you know, it's entitled Dog Men. I do, I, I can tell you that. Well, I'm gonna just tell you straight up, 
um, Neil saw it. His son saw it. His wife saw it. His daughter saw it. They approved. It is an incredible film. And I want to thank Land Limited um, as much as I always do. Jacob Lishan, Matt Day, and, and, and Adam. Can't remember your last name, Adam. But Adam, you know what I'm talking about. Um, thank y'all for such an incredible film. And hopefully this film, I'm going to speak to good juju on it. It's going to get an award. But anyway, on this episode of the podcast, man, we are talking with David Johnson. This is actually an old episode that I had um, recorded this was before the Hall of Fame, like right before, maybe a month or so before, maybe two months, but a month or so before um, the actual election of the Bird Dog Hall of Fame. And this was another interview that I've been holding on to from J- David Johnson, and I just couldn't hold on to it anymore. Really, really, really just super important interview. Um, so just hear it out, man. Like David Johnson is just an incredible scout. And, and, and historic field trialer. And what I wanted to do was get the insider, what I what, as close as I could to the insider information um, to one of my favorite books um, by John Criswell about Leon Covington called Cub. So David Johnson's featured in it. And of course he has the story. So stay tuned for this interview on the Gun Dog Notebook podcast. Okay. So, but yeah, man, I wanted to. Uh, I sent you a couple of pictures of that new dog, man. I'm excited about him. What well, good, good, good. Yeah. So you know, I uh, I got I got him down from about an hour away from your hometown, man. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, I got him down from Thomasville. Thomasville? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, I'm i excited about it. My, my folks down there at the uh, Black Handlers Club gave him, one of my uh, one of my mentors gave him to me. He's a special dog, man. I really like him. Look good. And I, uh, so, but anyway, this ain't here about talking about no dog, man. I, um, I wanted to get some of your, I just wanted to put some perspective to this book that I'm reading. Um, I sent it to you, Leon Covington's book, written by John Criswell. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, now, you know which one I'm talking about, Cove? I'll have to. It's it's a it's a little off-white book with brown letters. It's called Cove, and it's written by John Criswell. I know you I didn't seen it because you, you in it, so I know you didn't at least seen it. I think I have that same book. Well, I read a friend had it, and I didn't get it back. But anyway, no, uh, I know John Criswell personally. Really? And he and I, yeah, and and he he and I was good friends. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you got all right. So I got to go down through the whole thing, man. Um, I didn't know you knew Mr. Chriswell personally. Yes, uh huh. Personally, yeah. So tell me about him, man. How how was he as a as a? I stayed with him at his place there in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I know him personally. How how was he, man? Like I just want to know how these guys were. Like all of y'all are like. Friggin' Titans to me, you know what I'm saying? Like I just, <laughs> I, I, I want to kind of know about, <clears throat> you know, how did you meet him? Well, uh, the, the gangsters that I went with, John Rex, uh, whenever we would go up up north, those guys used to come there to the camp, 
hang out with us there, you know, for a week or so, sometime longer. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the way I got to I got to meet Chris Well. Plus, I seen him around at field trials and different stuff, you know, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Now that, so that I got to meet him. Oh man! So you know, it was him. Did you know Mr. Covington? Uh, yes, I did. All uh, right. He had he had a place up at uh, Moose Jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, up what? about to go train dogs for the summer. Now, where, now, where, 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 where just, for, just for the, the, the listeners and, and people that's going to end up listening, where's explain where Moose Jaw is. Well, Moose Jaw is a, is a city. Mm-hmm. And, uh, up in Canada. It's a pretty good place. Uh-huh. But, uh, the place to where about, uh, the camp was, it was, it was on out of time further. And so it was at, at a little small area where pretty much everything in Canada, you know, if you ain't in the cities, you out in the country. Right. And I would say. So that's the way that was. And uh, the closest place to it was uh, Mortlock. And uh, that was a little small place. Mm-hmm. Just a hole in the wall. Okay, okay. But that's where they had the birds. That's where that's where them them great trials were, man. Yes. Uh huh. Now I want to go down, if you don't mind, go down through the history. I want to tell. I want you to tell me about your experience with Leon Covington. Then I want to go to John Criswell, who wrote his book. And then I want to go to Fred Aaron and uh, and then end on Joe Odom, if you don't mind. <laughs> and, well, and and, I, and the reason that I'm trying to do it, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to write a dissertation, but each of each of those guys, and including yourself with 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 Mr. Gates, all of y'all had I, what I would say were significant ugh, significant sire dogs to the lines that we have now. You see, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So, like with Mr. Gates, I would say, you know, what was that? Mercer Miller and, and, and Safari? Like you had those dogs, you know, that y'all that y'all would have that y'all would have worked with or or miss it would have gone back to Mr. Gates dogs. Does that make sense? Uh yes, uh all mostly all of the flesh breeding was Gates dogs and I'm trying to think of, uh, I know, uh, John S. Gates. Yep. That's who I'm talking about. John he, S. Gates. Yes. Uh, well, he started all of the flesh dogs, you know, and, uh, when I came up on the scene, well, he had, he had pretty much, uh, retired from, from the dogs and turned everything over to John Rex. But I know John, John S. Gates personally. Okay. But he, he wasn't uh, fooling with dogs any. Right. So, so in, in, in those flush dogs, and I'm, I, my buddy kind of broke it down for me. Um, so those were those flush dogs, you know, Oklahoma flush, stuff like that. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. So then you had, you know, I guess the top trainers that I would say back then, then you had Jack Harper, um, you had Gerald Livingston's dogs, Claudia Phelps's dogs, and then you have Fred Aaron. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. 
And I like it mm-hmm. because I got my dog off of a, my, my female that I'm really, you know, I really like her off that rebel line. You know, going back to like okay. Rambling Rebel Dan. So that's kind of where my mind is yeah. at. <laughs> that's where I'm I'm kind of at. So how was John Criswell when you were running dogs? He he was all right, you know, and he was good, but uh, he mostly reported reported trials, you know, mm-hmm. and done that and done that type of thing. Okay, but he did run a few dogs, but now he he have trained some good dogs, you know, and then. Yeah. And, and then sell them, but now nah, he, he kept some for himself. Okay. And he most you know participated out around Oklahoma and places like that. But now nah, whenever he would be up in Canada, he would he would be up training dogs. Okay. But now nah, he didn't run in too many field trials, but he was but he did fool around some amateur trials. Okay, that makes sense because I was wondering. Nah, Gotcha. But no, he did he did have dogs, you know, scattered around too with other people. Okay. So because when I was with Gates, you know, John Rex, he had dogs with Chris Well. Gotcha. Robin Gates had dogs with Chris Well. So he got, so, he had a few dogs in a few places. Yes, uh huh. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, you know, what was your I guess what was how was how was your interaction with with Leon Covington? Like, what was that relationship like when y'all? Because I know well, y'all ran against each other. Yes, we did, and uh, I know him. I know him, you know, and we ran and we ran against him, and he was a good man to be around. Okay, and he, and, and 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 a good trainer, had good dogs. Which, uh, do you remember any of them that you particularly liked out of them? Oh, I can't remember. It's been so long now with him. Gotcha. Yeah, it, that not, that would have been a long I know that was a long shot question, but I figured I'd ask. Yeah. So, uh, so what, I, what I really wanted to do was get into, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to write again, you know this. I'm trying to write more about black history in bird dogs. And I came mm-hmm. across I came across Joe Odom's Joe Odom's picture in the book and the home run dog yeah. and so on and so forth. And 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 uh-huh. you know, all of that. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Fred Errant. Like what how was he? What'd you know about him? Talk about some of the experiences. You know, meeting them and and how were you and Joe Odom? Y'all were pretty close. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we were close. Okay. Yes, we were close. We was good buddies, you know. And and I tell you what, Joe was an excellent scout, and he was excellent with with dogs in general. What about him? And what, what about him made a good scout? Well, he was tough competition. Okay. He was tough competition. So now they had some good dogs. And they was tough competition. And uh he and Fred was good together. Okay. They were good together. Yeah. And uh you remember how long they worked together? 
How long? How long did they work together? Yeah. Do you remember? Man, I'm gonna say Joe and Fred probably worked together probably twenty, thirty years. Wow. They was together a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. They was together a long time. Joe was with him until he quit dogs, I think it was. Really? Because I know some trials, uh, his son and Joe would come. But now he was, they was together for a long, for a long time. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. what, uh, you remember you got any races that you, or any trials in mind that y'all ran together that, that just really stand out to you? I can remember the trials, but I can't remember the dog's name. Well, that's fine. I just want to hear about the experience. But, uh, Oklahoma. And then, uh, like up there in that big country, we was with Joe up there, you know, and the dogs really ran very well mm-hmm. to the extreme. And and I'm talking about awesome. And the continent. And so and same with that. Now with those were with what y'all were doing, were those those um those home run dogs that you were that, that I keep seeing? What was it home run Johnny and stuff like that? You remember that name by chance? Uh yes, but uh I wasn't associated with them very much because, okay. like, uh, we must just be on different circuits. Yeah. Okay. So y'all ran. So, so y'all had different, totally different circuits then. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, what I mean by different circuits, uh, like that, we might be in a trial, like a, just say a continental. Mm-hmm. Well, then they they might be up around Waynesboro or somewhere, you know. Waynesboro, Georgia, but instead of all of us together all the time, and like they was over around Union Springs, Alabama, quite a bit. Gotcha. Uh huh. Okay. And so I would be around them a little, but not very much. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was because I'm. What I'm trying to do is figure out, like, I guess trace the path. You know. So, like, what would mm-hmm. the, the start of your season, you would have gone, what What would the start of your season, what would that path look like? <clears throat> the start of our season? Yeah. Well, uh, like, we were just full young dogs. We'll break in another, you know, and then a path of start, we go to Canada. Uh-huh. And that's where, I, that's where we, we were started. And then, like, what was the next city or the next place down until y'all got back down this way? Well, like, we went all all the trials in Canada. Then we uh, make uh, might make Seoul and Spain, Wisconsin. And then from there, we'll be back home. Back down to Leesburg. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a pretty, and then, a pretty uh, straight shot. It wasn't anything in between Wisconsin and Leesburg. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, the reason why that's no because like when we leave Canada, we might stop at Solar Spring, Wisconsin. And then from there, you know, we didn't been making no more trials until we get started from Leesburg. Okay. Because then we'd be headed home. And so we didn't make any any more trials then. Okay. So it was pretty much like y'all got what y'all needed up in Canada, so there was no need to do anything in between. Yes. uh Uh-huh. Well, between that and home, it it, it wasn't anything for us to do but be at home at at that time. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And and the reason that I ask that is because I just wonder, you know, were there any kind of middle ground states that would have been holding trials? You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of, I guess, because that's a long trip from Canada to Leesburg, Georgia. You know, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long trip, man. So I'm I'm just wondering, like, dang, was there anything to try? Y'all just drove just from there to, you know, point A to point B. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the way we do it. Uh, if we stopped anywhere... We just stop overnight, take the animals out, feed them and water them and let them take a little break. Then we put them right back on the truck and then we're going to get headed home. Gotcha. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that, that, that really clears a lot up. So now let me ask you this was, all right. So let's, instead of Joe Odom, cause he would have been going towards Alabama you know, um, and, and instead of Albany, if you're talking about Union Springs, so from Canada to Union Springs. Well, but first, from Canada, from Canada, yeah, they would go home to South Carolina. Really? Mm-hmm. So and, then, and then when they start trialing, then they just make the circuit, you know, like you normally do, and so, and just so happened to be over at Union Springs, over at Sagefield. Yeah. Oh, that Union Springs, you know? Yep. <laughs> Sagefields, yep. Yeah. And it's just, I guess the, the, the trip is interesting to me. Because, okay, so Canada to South Carolina. And, mm-hmm. then, and then to Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's, but, no, uh, excuse me, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay. Like, uh... Alabama, well, now, they don't go and stay over there long. They might go to Alabama, and they might be over there for a week. Okay. And then when the trial's over, with, well, then, well, then they go to the, to the next point. What, what was And the that next track? point, yeah. they come back over the, over the Leesburg. Hmm. And then Leesburg, from Leesburg to the Continental. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that'd be up in Wayne. But the way our the way our routine normally works, we after we get back from Canada, we work for a little bit, and then our first field try, we go to uh, Oklahoma, up to the fraternity in the Oklahoma championship. Okay. Now. Can you explain? Then, can you explain this this to me real quick, if you don't mind me um, catching you right there? 
Mm-hmm. What, what is the, I guess, what's the over, what's the overall concept of a futurity? Is it just like basically you testing a, a, like your litter, like you, you kind of evaluating a, a, a series of dogs or dogs out of a litter? Well, the fraternity, yeah, it's uh, dirty. Everybody has dirties. Okay. So if, if you got a litter, it might not be but one out of that litter. So that would be the only one that you would take to the fraternity. Okay. And then every, everyone else is same way. Sometimes you might have two out of a litter. You might have three out of a litter. But it just all depends on what come out of out of the litter, and you you might have six or seven dogs, babies, but they all be out of different litters, and then you take them to to the maturity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's less like putting one dog in, and more like putting a, a number of dogs in. Out of a out, yes. of a out of a litter. Well, it's hard to say because you might not get but one but one good one out of a litter. Okay. And the importance of this litter is just you just is it like a highly anticipated litter? You know, like you know, I, I well yeah. some things I have seen. You know, like uh. I have seen it be dogs, you know, like you got bunches of dogs. And if you don't catch them in time, one of them might get bred accidentally. Gotcha. And I have seen great dogs come out of an accidental breeding than do, you know, by you picking your own breed to go breed to. Right. But back then... You didn't have to go through all of this DNA. So a lot of times back then, it might be an accidental breeding that you would think wouldn't nobody care nothing about. Right. Pup out to be a good pup. Okay. But then you can raise it. You raise that pup and go on. But now, you know, with all this DNA, Sometimes, you know, if it do be, well, now, this is, this is my opinion of it. You do get an accidental breeding. Well, then you know the background of this dog or whatnot. Well, then you say, no, I ain't, I ain't going to go through the problem by sending DNA in to try to register this one. And then who knows? That might be the good, the best one. Right. So, okay, because I I, uh-huh. I guess I was wondering about that. Like, what you know? How does that whole thing work out? All right, so I want to just take a real quick break and remind y'all to go check out one of my favorite pointer men, Charles Jordan. One of my favorite creatives, Charles Jordan, at the Charles Jordan Group, with their mission is to make you feel like their only client. Simple as that. Based on strategy, growth, and marketing. All right? So go check out charlesjordangroup.com. 
Also, real quick, I'm not even going to say download the Onyx Hunt app. By now, who hasn't had that app? Like, anyway, um, if you have not, you're probably a new hunter or probably moved into an app based on maybe the recommendation of a friend or something like that. Maybe you're trying something new. Anyway, there are a lot of people that have Onyx Hunt because of its monumental success um, in the hunting community, especially for folks like me. And if you are new to the app, you can go and check out Onyx Hunt and get 20% off using the code GDN20. Get 20% off your Onyx subscription. Also, I'm going to charge you with this real quail man. Shoot AYA 410 side-by-sides. I'm going to do that to you. I'm going to do that to you. Like, with my eyes closed, I'm going to do that to you. So, if that didn't fire you up to go and get yourself an AYA shotgun, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm going to question your uh, quail man manliness. There you go. I said it. Anyway, check out AYA. All right. AYA Fine Guns. And lastly, before we get back to the show, I want y'all to go and check out biomatrix-supplements.com. Biomatrix Supplements. Use my promo code GUNDOG10, capital and all the letters, if it matters. But Biomatrix, man, like we getting close to the season. It's time to get these dogs tuned up. You ain't already been doing that. Biomatrix is the way to do it. So go check out Biomatrix Supplements and get your dog, you know, dialed in and calibrated. If you want more information, please hit me up. And I'd love to send you all the detailed information on biometric supplements in PDF form. Julie Ounce is also an incredible resource. So yeah, man, go check out biometric supplements at biometrics-supplements.com. Also, when we talk about these AYA fine guns and all these heirloom, you know, things that we do in the bird dog world, these things that we want to pass on traditions with, well, you need somebody to manage that. And that person would be Edie Smith, Wealth Management, where securing your family's future is easy and they provide you with a peace of mind and exceptional services for reasonable prices in estate planning, tax return preparation, tax planning, asset protection, tax controversy. They are down here in Atlanta. So before we get back to the episode, go book a free consultation today at edsmithwm.com. That's E A D Y. S-M-I-T-H-W-M dot C-O-M. All right, guys, back to the episode with David Johnson. You know, you're at maturity on, you know, throughout the year. About what time of year is that, are you thinking? Just well, the maturity normally be the first one, the first one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. The first trial that, it, because like you've been to Canada, yep. 
You done got them started. So you pick the best, and that's what you want to go to maturity with. Okay. Since that be pretty much the first or second trial, big, well, I said big trial. I put it that way. Consecutive trial. Just like the queer maturity and just like the federal maturity. That they all work the same. Yeah. Now it makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Now it makes sense. Yeah, I'll make uh-huh. Now, there yeah. we go. Because I was, I was just trying to figure out, like, what is, you know, what is it that we're we're looking at? Okay, it's first big trial, puppies. You didn't have this letter. Gotcha. All right, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Okay. Um. So now I want to go back to real quick. My last thing that I want to go through, Mister Johnson. Um. I seen. I got this photo of you in the book. Is you, Robin Gates, Lynn Bennett, and Kay's High Rise? Um, y'all had that dog as champion. Right. You remember that dog? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. All right. What? I guess. Give me the story. You remember the Saskatchewan Championship that do- that year? Was it in nineteen eighty five? Nineteen eighty five. Okay. Tell me about that that race. Well, she just was, Robin had, he had been running shooting dogs. And that's what Katie High Rise was, mm-hmm. shooting dogs. But Robin shooting dogs ran too much for shooting dogs. So they needed to be on the all-age circuit. Really? So what was his all-age dog? <laughs> well, those shooting dogs that he used to run was his all age dog. So he considered himself having all shooting dogs, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was running he was running in shooting dogs. He was winning them in shooting dogs, but they began to run a bit mixed for shooting dogs. Okay. So he brought them over to the all age circuit. And when he brought them to the all age circuit, they was awesome all these dogs. And so his dogs, they ran to the extreme. They ran to the country. And they all were bird dogs. You turn them loose, they're going to find a bird somewhere. Okay. And that's the way he got stuck in the all these game. So that would have been a pretty early on dog. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now scouting for that dog, like, I guess, were there any unique traits about that dog as you were scouting it? Like, of course, you know, all of these dogs and you, you both had y'all's hands on them and and every dog is different. So were there anything, I guess, distinct about that dog that, that helped you or, or you remember about them? Well, she was, uh, a head running dog. What does that mean? You didn't have to worry. You didn't have to worry about her checking the left too much. I couldn't write too much. She would. She's gonna either be somewhere between nine o'clock and three o'clock. Okay, and that's, that's where and, that, and that's where and that's where you want them. That's where you want them. Okay. Whatever she did, get. And anything after after that, you can you can look for a point. 
because that's where she was. Okay. Uh, and that's where she was. And that, and that was her. And you pretty much can, well, I could anyway, judge about where she would be because you can tell from her from the last time you've seen her. If you didn't see her crisscross the front somewhere, you go pretty much back to the last place you've seen her and, and that's where she would be. Okay. And and she pretty much hit mm-hmm. the horizon. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, you remember now? Did y'all breed that dog? Where'd the dog come from? How did y'all get to tr- getting to work that dog? Well, <clears throat> that was Robin's own, you know. And uh, I just did him. So I I don't know how he came by. Her. But the only time I know that she was bred was later years. I know if she was bred, but now what become of the pups, I don't know. And this was, oh, I guess probably was back there. Oh, this was a few later years. And he had her then because uh, Jimmy Honey was the owner of her at that time. But uh, when uh, she won up in Canada, uh, Stephen Walker was the one that he owned the den at that time. I, I think that's right, Stephen Walker. Okay. All right. So I'm going to throw you a curveball question. All righty. Is she, out of all the dogs that you handled, where would you put her as far as like one through 10, a dog that you would own over all the other ones? I said probably five. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. She was a Okay, so what was your one? My one? Uh-huh. I said a dog that we never never won much with. And that was Polarious Stormy Klein. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Now, okay, so... You got to tell me why, why, why was that dog a one to you? Like, what about it made that? And especially a dog that didn't win that much. Mm-hmm. His weight, well, he had, he had a short life. Well, not a short life, but a short field trial span. Uh, it was just the way he kind of went through the country and the way he looked it on point, I, I would say. But he was a tough dog to keep up with on the count of his color. What? He was a deep, deep color dog. Deep and color, like dark, like like what kind of deep color? Dark tick dog. Okay. He was a brown, heavy tick dog. Yep. But a good looking dog on porn, a good looking dog movie. Okay. But over the years, though, I'm going to have to say it, uh, I, I've been around a lot of good ones, great dogs, and I hate to leave any of them out, but I guess my next one is going to have to be uh, Old Pete. That's his dog that uh, we had here at Robinson. Solid reward. 
and that and that's a dog that uh we that uh Fred and I had. The next one would have to be Rebel Ranger. Really? That's, yeah, know, that's a dog that Bill had. Now, what about that? Now, you know, I'm 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 partial to Rebel, so you got to tell me why. Well, that one, Rebel Ranger. Well, that was when I was in Texas. We started Rebel Wrangler, and he really didn't produce until I moved to West Tennessee with Bill Hunt and Stephen Walker. Gotcha. And we got to, got to work with him, you know, and then he come on of age and turned out to be a great dog. And with him, he go through that country and he's always looking for you. He didn't. He's gonna try to stay with you, but we did lose him some. But he's gonna try his best to stay with you. Okay. And I guess we probably won what probably ten, twelve championships with him. So he was a winning yeah. dog. Yeah. Probably. That. I made him. Yeah. Uh huh. And then Sergeant Wall, he was the same type of dog, but bigger. Looked good, looked good moving. And he was an awesome dog. Okay. But we didn't we we didn't, didn't breed either either one of them, Rebel Wrangler or Pete very much. So but they did put out some 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 good pups. Okay, now that was I think that was was that four? I think that was four. Because you had you, you, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we filled in four. Okay, wow, yes, that's cool, man. I uh, I'm looking at that. So, how is that little Krause dog coming for you? I'm, I'm gonna wrap it up. You know, I don't want to keep you too too long because um, you know I'm gonna keep bugging you, and I'm I'm I got some uh, some more time. I want to figure out a way to get you know that Hall of Fame you know piece for you going. I would love to write it, and, and let's take a shot at doing it. Um, have you seen the dog just in it now? That's, that's going up for it now. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. So but, uh, they're going up now. Yep. It should be. It should be getting uh, pretty close to being over uh, next month, I believe. Right. And so I at least want to yeah, get I, it, you know, going. Have you? Because we, you had never, you know, took taking a shot at it, right? No. I mean, I figure why not? No. Man? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I would love to take a stab <laughs> for you, so you know, it's something to work on and and, and try to get it done. Uh huh. Yeah, get it out there anyway, and get them to thinking, even though. It, if it don't happen this year, it probably will next year. But anyway, you have it on the mind. Yeah. Well, Robin Gates is up this year, too. Yes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool, man. Um, yeah, man. So I don't I don't know. I, uh, I guess, was there anything that we missed about Joe Odom? Like, you know, y'all's relationship 
of course, y'all ran against each other every so often, but y'all were good friends, I guess. You know, oh, yeah, we was good friends. Good friends. He had been down to Leesburg and, and stayed and stayed there at my house. Okay. That's just how good friends we were. Yeah. Come down there and yeah. bring Stay dogs and, and, and train together and stuff like that or just kind of hang out? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Man, that's... And uh, just, just keep looking. It's another guy, uh, Robert Burrs. That's yo. That, uh, can you tell me more about him? Because I've been trying to get information about him, and I cannot find it. <laughs> and he worked for Harley. He did, and I can't find his information nowhere. Do you? Can you tell me a little bit more about him? Well, Robert, I tell you, he was he was he was good with dogs, and uh, he can take. He he can take them red water, not red water, Rick's dog. Uh, was that white? Uh, white? Uh, was yeah. that white night? It was white night, but yeah, uh, yeah, take dogs, buddy. And I'm telling you what, you better hand it up your gun because he's gonna whip you. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go, so he was the man. Yes, sir. You. Well, if you did, buddy, he'll sleep in that he'll be the whip you at a field trial. <laughs> he know how to he knew how to keep up with a dog. Yes, he did. Yes. And I tell you what, why not why not button? Jake they call him. Yeah. Hey, he was something. He would get out there and I ain't never seen a dog like him. Really? He would just knock out like he's gone. And he would I hate to I hate to say this about the dog though, but you think he's gone? Then Robert just get out there and just ride along slow and look. Cause he's gonna go out there and he's gonna get behind the bush. And I don't know whether he what he be doing, but he but he'll wait on Robert. Then Robert can go get him. Then there they go. Wow. And so he he was just but connected dog, to that dog like that. Yes, cause you just connected. And I mean, they were connected to the hip. And I don't know who was the smartest, Robert or the dog. But partner, you better, you better be ready. You better be ready to work. Okay, just another quick second before we wrap the episode up. I want y'all to go check out the Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival. Go register on the, or not the, but minorityoutdoorlions.org. It'll be in Sylacauga, Alabama at Orvis Purcell Farms, and it is definitely going to be a good time. Um, we got a clays tournament going on. We got a bird dog demo going on with me and Neil, again, side by side, doing this thing one more time. I get a chance to show off what he done gave me, what he conspired to give me. Um, along with so many other great things, guys, go check out um, the Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival. Register again for the dinner at $20 per ticket. That's the whole day. And it'll go to so many programs that I'm about to roll out um, that evening that you guys will hear about. And those folks that have already res- registered, thank y'all. I look forward to meeting you there. 
All right, guys, check out Minority Outdoor Alliance again at minorityoutdooralliance.org. And you ran against them. Yeah, plenty. Tell me, tell me about one of them stories, man. <laughs> I gotta hear about hey. that. You know, I gotta hear about that, man. Yeah, I think the best time Robin and I ever had. I think we was. We no, we were that Albany. <laughs> we had been to the Continental. And so, and they was on their way back to home, and they was gonna go to the over to the invitation, not the invitation, but the free fall. Mm-hmm. So, something They stopped in that Albany. We worked some together, and Robert and I hung out just. Having fun, and I think Joe Oldham was there too, you know, and we all were there at the house, you know, just having a good time. Working dogs together, and I think that's what I enjoyed most because the three of us was there, you know, just go and work dogs, just enjoy, just having fun, working together. I believe that's about the best time that I ever had with, well, with the both of them. That's we cool. are just working dogs together. I helped him with theirs, and they and, and they and they helped me with ours. We just help each other, you know, with dogs. as we work during the day, and just had a ball. Was there any like major lessons that either one of them may have taught you? You know, all of y'all were working together. Like, what you remember anything that just kind of maybe clued you in or gave you something new to think about? Yeah, yeah, you know, we all worked together, and. uh don't, right there, you know, at that day, some of their little secrets, you know, I can see, pick up on some things that I would do different from them, you know. Stuff like that, you know, we, we was picking up on each other's secrets. Okay. And so, like, competition, we know each other's secret, and so we can go out there, you know, and compete together and enjoy it. So what was your secret? Like, no. What what was yours? Well, mine. I just when I go out to a field trial, I had one thing in mind, and that's and that was winning. That was beating my components, and that and and that's and that's what I looked for. That was my sight, and I done it easy. I didn't try to go out there and cut nobody's throat. If I see your dog, I bring him back. I'll let you know where he's at. And just by doing it that way, that's what I guess what took me on to be the Scott that I was. And I'm assuming that they was doing the same thing too. I didn't. I, I don't know. But I know they would bring my dogs back too. You know, if they find my dog, they call points on. So we go out there, you know, and we help each other. Y'all gentlemen. Yes, and that's and that's what carried all of us. But I just was on top, just a little bit more than they was. But that that's the way we done it. 
So would you say, and I, first of all, I, I guess, let me ask you something. This is, and this is, this will, this will be my last question or set of questions. Okay. As I'm, as I'm writing this history, right? Like, and, and you and I chat on and off, you know, every, probably every couple of weeks, I would say so. Like, you know, I, I would consider you someone that I absolutely look up to. And, and I, I really am. And, you know, I guess I see you as kind of a role model, you know, in that way. But mm-hmm. I wonder, because you do have the record that you had and you've seen the dogs that you've seen. Like, did you ever wonder, because I wonder why there were no, like, why were black folks just scouts back then? Like, with no handlers? Like, what, I guess that that's the part that's still like, because it's not like a plant, yeah. you know, it's not like a plantation thing. Like, down here in Thomasville, I understand why they made them scouts, because I kind of understand that the perpetuations of race and stuff like that on, on, some of the plantations down here and it's got obviously gotten better. Yeah. But in the field. Yeah, that trial, was that. It was, it was, it was out there. And I guess that's probably the reason why, you know, that you don't see, you didn't see many blacks doing it because if we, just like if we be out there running dogs, a handler can get lost, or can get out of pocket. We can get that dog back, you know, and try to take it on until a handler get back. You can you can tell a change of tone come up versus the other handler. What you mean? So it was. Well, I said they all was supposed to be buddy buddies, but you can tell it wasn't exactly there, like like they said it was. So it wasn't just a black and white thing. Thanks, uh, yeah, it was. Okay. It, you know, because like, back then, a scout, they just wanted a scout just to be scout. But now, as a black handler, I think, well, I know they wouldn't, they wouldn't be placing a black, a, a black handler back, back then. Not, not around the circuit that we was going in because it was too much prejudice there. So, I mean, it was I too guess, much racism. Right. So how did that make you feel? Cause I mean, you, you participated in it knowing, you know, well, I guess that's why I didn't bother. I guess that's why I got to be the scout that I was because that didn't bother me. I know it was there. And as long as they didn't bother me, they didn't push me around with, with that, you know. So I just, I just looked over. Okay. Some place that I went, when you get ready to, to, get, to get dinner, you got to, you got to go to the window or go to the back door. You wasn't allowed inside with them, and I and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's there. And then some places you go to when you have lunch, 
they have those private schools that come out to serve lunch. So you know they still they're not liking you. Wow. But things began to change and uh, John Rex he had a lot of that going on with him too, you know, because he was raised up like that because he was from Alabama. But he did, you know, he, he, he would stick up for me. Really? Okay. And places like that, you know, he would he stick up for me. If I go on the inside to get something, they don't be want to serve you, but he makes sure that they serve me. That's cool. That's and so, really cool. And so, and so that, you know, I applaud him for that. Because even though it was there, but he tried not to show it. And so that is what make you work hard at it, too. Y'all were good friends. But, but like some of them, you know, that, that, that I have seen, they was pretty lenient on the scouts. But like I said, I didn't let them bother me. Yeah. And then I guess that after I didn't let them bother me, they know what I can put up with and what I wasn't gonna put up with. So I didn't have no problem. <laughs> they pretty much got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "No, nah, I ain't gonna. I ain't doing this today." <laughs> That's some grit right there, man. I'm sorry, dude. Man, Mr. Johnson, that. Pretty dope, man. <laughs> it's you know we talking about the what the sixties, right? Like about the sixties, seventies, give or take. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's kind of the story that I want to tell, man. Like it, you know, you persevered and and you didn't. That wasn't the object, you know what I'm saying? Like the common denominator between you and Mister Gates was bird dogs and y'all's friendship. Yes, and uh-huh. I, and I, and I wanted yes. to. I really like to get that narrative. You know what I'm saying on on record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know it, it's in. That's cool. That's cool. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> of course you know I'm gonna keep calling you to, um, to kind of I guess dissect your story a bit more. So don't be surprised. But I'm, I thank you for this this interview tonight i wanted to create a podcast that was more you know i just you know i like catching history man and i just mm-hmm. i just really want your side of the narrative i'm really excited to know you and and of course send you my dog so you know and okay. or send you images and stuff so i'm glad to to have another interview with you man well, Mr. Johnson, I appreciate it. Um, and I'll send you a copy of the episode once I get it chopped up and edited and stuff like that. But, man, I just really appreciate okay. that piece of your history. And, of course, I always appreciate everyone who supports this podcast, everyone who has expressed, you know, excitement and enthusiasm, everyone who understands that my computer just crashed and I'm a bit late on the episodes. I'm not delivering what I thought I was going to that's how life goes sometimes anyway guys 
check out the good folks that support this podcast, Onyx Hunt. Use my promo code GDN20 for yourself 20%. All right. Uh, what other codes I got? Dakota 283 Kennel. TGDN10 for 10% off the checkout. I think that's, that might be it. But anyway, support everyone who supports this podcast, guys. And I appreciate all of y'all who reach out every time, guys. Just keep this thing ongoing. And y'all have a wonderful season. I know it's about to kick right on off. Have a great time. And until next week.